Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The West doesn't need Quebec to get its oil flowing east. There is another way. That's a column by Terence Corcoran in uh, the National Post earlier this week. And Mr. Corcoran joins us on The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Terry, thank you very much for taking the time. And, and you write that the grim times for Alberta and uh, Alberta's oil and gas resources, in fact, uh, are even more grim. Would you explain that to us, please? Well, we've got, uh, you know, we're having trouble getting oil to the to the West Coast, obviously, with the TMX pipeline uh, uh, still in, in uh, hanging in limbo. Uh, getting oil to the United States has been a problem with the, the Keystone hang-ups. And uh, Quebec uh, says no matter what happens, they're not going to let any oil pipeline uh, uh, run through Quebec uh, beyond what already exists. Uh, so it looks like Alberta's sitting there with... Uh, with its uh, oil sands uh, product uh, in isolation there and nowhere to go. Yeah. But there is an alternative. Well, I'm very interested in that. I, I actually got into a, into a debate with a couple of friends over lunch uh, a few weeks ago, <laughs> and I was telling them, look, pipeline could go north and then use the ocean, and they were telling me that I was uh, off my rocker. But you write about a plan. It's not what I suggested, but you write a plan put forward by Michael H. Bell, Canadian right. energy transport expert, which would, uh, quote, liberate Alberta and Saskatchewan from the constitutional clutches of Quebec and uh, British Columbia. So what's involved here? Well, it, it, it involves running a pipeline from Alberta going through Saskatchewan and uh, parts of uh, Manitoba up to Churchill Falls. From Churchill Falls, it would board a tanker. Uh, which would uh, circulate out of the out of Hudson Bay, uh, around uh, between Labrador and Quebec, uh, or is it over the top of Labrador? I guess, uh, and then make its way. It could make its way down to the uh, east coast of Canada, uh, to New Brunswick, where they would unload the oil, and the oil could go could therefore be in the in the east coast and make it there, or. Uh, even more promising, it could make its way to the United Kingdom or to Europe or to any number of places uh, that it can't get to now. And uh, this is not without issues yeah. and problems. As yeah. the man who, who, one of the men promoting, uh, one of the executives, former executives promoting this, has uh, amply uh, acknowledged. Well, I, I want to ask you about that, but it's interesting, isn't it, that a Bill C-48 uh, precludes that kind of tanker traffic on the West Coast. But on the East Coast, it's perfectly fine. So if yeah. logistically you could make that happen, if you could construct the pipeline, if you could get the oil to a tanker on Hudson Bay and get it to go around, as you, as you suggested, um, if all of that can come together, then you would be able to move oil by tanker. Uh, yeah. it, it starts to boggle the mind that we are in, that we're tied ourselves in such knots over one of the most sensible things that we can do, and that is to use our energy uh, sell it to to yeah. the ultimate benefit of the economy and every Canadian. But let me ask you this about such a pipeline. It would have to tra traverse Saskatchewan and northern Manitoba right. in environmentally sensitive areas. There would yeah. come the issue of tankers in the Arctic. Now, that would create, no doubt, a stop-the-pipeline movement like TMX is facing. And although Churchill, Manitoba, has a deep-water port, could it handle large tankers? I know t today's technology 
may just make this option doable, financially stable, and safe from the vagaries of political wins if it were to take place. Right. Now, I, I've received a ton of, uh, of uh, emails about the, the, the pros and cons of this particular project, and everybody raises these issues about Churchill, and even Michael Bell will say that maybe Churchill Falls is not fully ready there at, at the present time to, to take on these major tankers. But that's, none of this is insurmountable, uh, including traversing uh, what will certainly be cited as being, and uh, probably is, uh, environmentally sensitive territory all through the northern parts of uh, those provinces, uh, Saskatchewan and Manitoba. Uh, but the point that that Bell is making, and he has a number of associates, of, uh, former oil people who know, know their way around this uh, a little bit, say that the least we can do is start a study to try and figure out what is feasible, mm-hmm. what's possible, what are the shipping uh, options, what are the, there's ice that forms, and some people say, well, you'll never be able to get this through the ice because it all freezes up solid. Uh, it's different to, ice, isn't it? It's different ice. Well, according to Michael Bell, it is. I, don't ask me. I've never been <laughs> to Churchill Falls. But I'm just, I'm just uh, 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 sort of looking at what they're talking about, and they're saying that the ice that forms there is an annual ice that is uh, routinely uh, broken up by the existing tanker technology and icebreakers and what have you. Uh, and uh, Michael also points out that um, tanker transport, despite some high-profile uh, uh, incidents, including the, the Exxon Valdez uh, off uh, the, the, the West Coast, uh, despite these high-profile incidents, tanker transport of oil is safer than pipelines. It just there's 99.99% safety record associated with uh, with the transport of oil by tanker, and it moves by tanker into Canada all the time from wherever it comes from into the East Coast, and it moves from tanker around all kinds of places all over the world right. uh, with uh, almost 100% safety in terms of spills, etc. Um, so it it all seems perfectly feasible, at, at least as a, uh, something to to be reviewed and thought about. Well, particularly not, not when you of course would happen overnight. In yeah. Any case, but but you know when you consider that we're importing at least seven hundred thousand barrels of oil a day yeah. from other parts of from other countries, uh, why don't we use use our own to our own advantage and to our own economic advantage and to support and prop up our social programs because they're under duress with a federal debt uh, over close to $700 billion and provincial debts running out of uh, out of line as well. And if we're talking about costs, if I understand my Canadian geography reasonably well, a pipeline from Alberta to Manitoba would be essentially downhill, wouldn't it? Uh- <laughs> Which would be a lot cheaper than trying to climb one over mountains. I don't know that geography quite works that way. <laughs> I think it. I think it is. I think it. I think it's a little. I think it's essentially downhill. Well, maybe you're right. Uh, well, it certainly wouldn't be uphill because you're heading toward a coast. But uh, I'm sure there are obstacles in the way. Yeah. Now, you know, the, the objective should not be necessarily just to to, to to ship Canadian oil to Canadians. It doesn't matter who's getting the oil. The, the point is that there's a there's a product there that Alberta has and Saskatchewan has that can be uh, and should be sold to the market if it can be extracted in an economic way and if it can be transported economically and sold to the market. That, that's where the jobs are, and as you say, that's where the, uh, the, the revenue flows come from to provide 
uh, governments with the service, with the um, the money to provide the services we expect from them. Yeah. Uh, that's the objective here. Whether Canadians get it or not, with, if if it's shipped to the UK or some other country in Europe or Africa or down the, the, into the US even, uh, so what? Let the uh, markets decide. Let the markets decide, exactly. That's one of the reasons I've never been ultra uh, enthusiastic about uh, the Energy East pipeline, uh, because it always gets wrapped up in, in this sort of nationalist thing that we need to be buying Canadian oil when we when we uh, heat our homes in uh, in eastern Canada or whatever we do with the oil uh, in eastern Canada. As long as uh, we don't freeze in the dark. That's right. Uh, you know, it, it's uh, the next thing you know, we'll be insisting that uh, that we pay higher prices in, in Canada for Canadian oil which is not where we want to go at all, especially if the motivation is simply to make it um, mean that we're buying yeah. Canadian oil when we, when, we, when we use oil. You know, the bizarre thing about all this fixation, uh, I'm going to write a column about this in the next uh, day or so, uh, this fixation on Canada exporting these little driblets of oil compared with the global market for oil, is that uh, there are news stories constantly. You know, so the, the African countries have just announced that they're they're not going in with any climate change uh, cutbacks in oil in oil production or fossil fuel use. They need it. They want it, and they're going to continue to expand. Mm-hmm. India is expanding its coal production and will be for the next decade or more. And they're China drilling for oil offshore. Everybody's everybody's going. We're like this little crazy uh, planet Canada, often an alternative universe trying to sort out some problem that has nothing to do with the rest of the world, just become a, a national loopy fixation yeah. for, for a whole bunch of complicated reasons. Terry, politics and you know. I, uh, I have to run, uh, but, right. I, but I really appreciate your time. I, I love your work. I read the column, and I said, I have to get Terry on the show, and thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. No trouble. My pleasure. All the best. Bye-bye. Terrence Corcoran from the National Post. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.